We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of One on One with former Chiefs Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. 17 years of NFL experience between them, including eight with Andy Reid. One on One is proudly presented by Cookie Society. And now, the latest episode of One on One with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. Our first episode of 2023, still Super Bowl champions in Kansas City, baby. We're going forward for another year. Big Jeff, how you doing, brother? Welcome back. I'm doing great. Another I, see a good, I see a good friend below me. Man, we have such a good friend on. I'm so excited. We have Big Eric Fisher on the podcast today to kick it off episode one. Big Fish, how you doing, brother? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, I don't do this much, but when you guys text me, I was like, I can't let these guys down. You guys are uh, two of my favorite uh, former colleagues, former teammates. Um, you know, we uh, we played a lot of ball together, so yeah. been passed up this opportunity. Thank you. Uh, brother, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Just seeing your face, uh, it, it really... You know, Kansas City, we talk about it, Jeff, how Kansas City has that sign, you know, you come in as teammates, you leave as a family. Yeah. And when I was with the Jets, I made really good friends. But there was something about KC that that, that really, it really played out like that. So, Fish, when I saw you, man, I was, like, ready to cry. I'm like, man, I miss this brother so much. So, thank you so much for coming on, Big Fish. Big Jeff, it's great to see you again. So, we're two days away from the draft, so we figured we'd start our first episode talking about our draft stories because it's really unique. We really cover the spectrum between the three of us of uh, draft day stories, you guys actually getting drafted and then me, nothing really happening. So, (laughs) but big fish, let's start with you, man, because it was so exciting. I remember signing as an undraft or uh, as a free agent that year in 2013 with the chiefs, Andy Reid coming over from Philly and uh, watching the draft first pick Eric Fisher uh, and then I, I remember I saw you come into the locker room. I was thinking, this dude looks like he could play every position. Like, if you played the <laughs> outside linebacker, wide receiver, offensive tackle, I was like, I've never seen anything like it. But what I'm curious about, brother, is, you know, rewinding the tape a little bit. What was the process like for you in college leading up to the draft? I mean, when did you realize that you had an opportunity to go in the first round, let alone have the possibility to be the first pick overall in the draft? Man, um, you're making me go back here. My brain is yeah, 10 years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago today, actually. I know um, we're recording this, but like yeah, 10 years ago today. Um, but I think one of my favorite memories about the pre call the pre pre draft process before my senior year, um, I'm sitting in Northern Michigan on a boat fishing with my cousin. My cousin was a Marine. He was kind of like my life mentor at that time and still is. I mean, awesome guy. And we're sitting on the boat fishing and, this is what July, so you know, right before my senior training camp, and I was just talking to him about the NFL, and nobody really ever told me uh, sophomore, junior year, like, hey man, like you might have what it ha- like what it takes, and uh, so I was just talking to him, and I'm like, man, if I could just get on the practice squad, that would <laughs> that would be so cool, <laughs> and uh, and then it was just like a freaking rocket ship after that, man. 
and it just took off. Um, I remember some like, I don't even know who it was, some ra- random agent, you know, the agents start calling and trying to recruit you. Um, and he was just saying like, yeah, you got a first to third round grade on you. It was like, shocked me. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Nobody, like no coach, no, no, nobody at Central Michigan ever said anything, which looking back on it, I think was such a blessing because I wasn't focused on anything other than like, be the best player, be the best me I can be. And so I wasn't distracted by any of that, um, you know, going through my senior year and I was just myself, took care of business my senior year. And then, you know, you guys know after that senior year ends, it's just like, it's go time for draft prep and you go through, um, all the training, uh, everyone you know, gets set up training and, uh, and then you go senior bowl if you're invited or one of the bowl games and then the combine and then the, the visits and the, um, the workouts. And, and man, what, what a crazy time of life and what an awesome time of life that is. Um, especially coming out of a small school, like, you know, you know, we, we had some guys before me, but it was like, you know, one or two a year, um, you know, only one former first round pick. Um, so, you know, there was a lot that went into it, but what a whirlwind. And it was just like, take it day by day, go with it. And, uh, man, looking back on it, it was so awesome. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, my mom would always text me and she was telling me, well, this is where the, the draft boards have you. And this is like, man, like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm first off, I'm like studying engineering you know, during my senior year. And like, you get into the, all those like harder level classes and trying to focus on stuff. And so there's just like a lot going on. Um, but it was, it was so cool, man. And then, you know, go to the senior bowl and I had pretty good senior bowl. Um, which, you know, put me, I think a little bit more on the radar and then put some good numbers down to the combine. And then, uh, yeah, man, we, it was so funny, um, through all that process, I hadn't, I, I never talked to the chiefs till they came to my, uh, individual workout at central Michigan. Like that was the first communication I had with them. I, I think it's, you know, obviously a big game, uh, leading up, you know, especially when you got the first pick. Um, but yeah, I, uh, had a good workout with them, had a good meeting with them. And, uh, yeah, I just remember sitting in that, uh, our team room with coach Reed, coach Heck, uh, John Dorsey. And I mean, just, just grilling me and, uh, yeah, man, talk about some good memories. Um, you know, and the rest is history, but, uh, it, it really was a special, special time of life. And then, uh, you know, obviously, you know, however, eight years later, world champion. And I mean, what, what a good, uh. So good, really good memories going through all that. And then, um, through my time in Kansas city. Man, Fish, that's incredible, man. I, I, I want to circle back to your friend because you talked about how you didn't let the sort of pressure of worrying about, you know, going, getting drafted or anything like that get to you. But did, did anything change after that conversation as far as like how you approached football, where it was like, oh, wow, like this could really be a career. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, where was he like nothing changed because in the end it was just me and my cousin sitting on a boat. Like I didn't know I had a first to third round grade on me coming out of like no, I had no idea. And um, yeah, like, like I said, I mean, I think it was such a blessing not knowing. You know, looking back, right. I mean, back then, you know, before going through everything, and like yeah, I wouldn't want to know. But um, no, it was just man, it was just work, 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 and uh, take care of business and. Um, no, nothing changed. Uh, I obviously just, you know, I think in my mind, I was like, yeah, I want to play in the NFL and, um, no, so it it was pretty cool, but yeah, just, just work. I mean, that's, that's kind of my mentality. My whole life is just, just work. I didn't realize you were an, uh, engineering degree too, brother. That's, that's why he's smart, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible, man. I knew you were smart, but like, that's. I went, so my dad was an engineer and when I was going, getting recruited by the university of Maine, um, I, you know, I signed the letter of intent and I was filling out the classes and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be an engineer like my dad. So I filled out all the classes and the academically, well, the academic lady called me like once she got the sheet and she's like, you can't do that. So. Oh man! I mean, run, run induced blocks with my guy Jeff. There was what much better than run, doing like four page math problems. Yeah, I can't imagine, uh, bro. 
so one thing I found interesting, you talked to me about, I don't know if you remember the conversation with Dorsey and Andy Reid and those guys when they came to your school. Like, what were those questions like? Do you, do you remember what they were talking about? Gosh, yeah, I, I remember, you know, they just had me, you know, sh show us your, your man scheme plays, your zone schemes, and basically talk us through, like, you know, a coach would be installing a play. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then here, you know, again, not every college, you know, O-line rooms doing that. I mean, a lot of guys are still learning and um, whatnot. So, you know, I tried to study as much as I could, learn the fronts and, you know, and then of course, everyone, everywhere has different terminology for fronts and, um, you know, and then coach Reed was just like, Hey, we're here for the first overall pick. Show us what you got. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really cool. It really, really good memories. So, so what was that feeling like when that, when that pick was called and you were number one. Obviously, you knew before the pick went in. Did, did you know that? Did you know? So that I was thinking about that today. Um, everyone thinks I knew because my mom and my sister wore red dresses to the draft. Really? I I can tell you that, yes, there was, like, some random stuff draft week in New York. Um, like, they chose me to ring the closing bell on the stock market. Okay. It's like, okay, that that's kind of like, you know, a flag there. Um, but I honestly can say like the night before, so, you know, I'm from Detroit or outside of Detroit and Detroit had the fifth pick and we were trying to, I was like telling my agent, I was like, I want to go to Detroit if I'm not going higher than that. And like, so we were trying to get Detroit to like trade up to get me, um, the night before, but I swear I did not know, um, that I was going to Kansas city. It was, it's actually crazy. I was sitting there, Kansas city's on the clock. And you wouldn't believe how many people are trying to call me while Kansas City's on the clock. Here's my uh -huh. phone ringing. And it's just, it's just amazing, man. And then that phone rings and talk about like, uh, I have no idea what that conversation was about. <laughs> like, it was like, this is really happening. And then, um, you know, just being at Radio City, man, how, how awesome and historic that was. Um, you know, I think it's really cool what they're doing, you know, now going city to city. Um, what an opportunity for, for markets and, um, you know, just expanding the brand, obviously it's good business. Um, but I do cherish the fact that my year was at, um, Radio City because mm -hmm. you just, there's so many picturesque moments that, um, you just, you know, from history and just, uh, to be one overall in that building at that time. I mean, it was, it was really, really cool. What were you doing the night before? Were you were you just you know going around sight doing sightseeing doing stuff like that? I mean, hanging out with the other yeah, guys. I think so, man. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, you, you guys, this is a story I don't think I've even told Jeff here. Um, I'm a sim I'm a simple dude, man. And I actually, I actually was I cut my own hair and gave myself my my own line out, man. The most worth. <laughs> So that's what I was doing the night before. Oh, there you go. I cut my hair throughout high school. I just straight buzz cut. Alex. This is the paper check. Gets you to my next question, man. Like, obviously, a lot changed when you got drafted number one overall. But the biggest thing that we all noticed besides being an NFL player and, and, and fulfilling that dream is the money, man. <laughs> that number one overall pick fully guaranteed that contract. And I, I can tell you from experience, this guy's the exact same. I'm excited on before he got drafted, but from that story <laughs> of him hiding his own hair, he didn't say big enough. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? I'm, that, I'm a weekly barber barber visit now. Um, <laughs> well, you got kids now. You don't got you don't have time to do. It. You got kids now. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, yeah, I took, yeah. I I don't even want to know like. What was it? Bradford was the last one on the old CBA. Yeah, I don't like that. Would have like I don't even want to think about that. But like I mean, I mean what a what a blessing. Um, you know, I I worked my butt off through college, high school, and uh, you know, overcame a lot. And um, you know, I think it was you know God's way of rewarding you know some hard work. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but yeah, I, what a life changing thing, and you know. I like you said, Jeff. I I don't like to talk about myself, but I do like to think that I'm the same guy that I was. A you are, you you are, man. Listen, and I, I mean, I don't know if you want me to tell the people this, but Fish were the same suit his entire rookie year, 
on the road. And I was like, dude, you're the number one overall pick. <laughs> you can at least get you a black or blue, maybe a cane. He's wearing the same suit and the same things every single road trip. Like, oh, that's awesome, Christian. That's awesome, man. I just love him. Good shopping, man. <laughs> oh, so fish, but I ain't the only one. He, I'm not. I'm not the guy who won the team mission poll. Oh, you're not. But you're the number one pick, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fish has no you. <laughs> you know, and you, you get off the bus, the camera goes directly on you, man. Like you have all the attention, like. You gotta look good, man. Was it the same draft day? Was it the same draft day? <laughs> nah, it wasn't the same. It wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's great. Fish, what was it like when you got to get, like, what was it like, you know, you get drafted, do you fly right out to KC at that point? And then what was it like when you were like, wow, I mean, in the Chiefs facility and now it's real. Now you're one of the guys. Yeah, man. Um, Still there, Brad G was actually out there, man. Where? Good guys from my KC days. He's still there, and uh, he was uh, yeah, kind of took me through the ropes. So here I am at drafted. I think by the time I left Radio City, it was like midnight, one o'clock or something. I mean, after all the media and stuff, and here I am, like, gonna go out and party with my family, celebrate, yada yada. Brad comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, uh, we're leaving for the airport at four and be ready be ready is gonna be a long day i was like what <laughs> and uh yeah like literally 12 hours later i'm sitting in the o-line room with coach Hack, just like <laughs> jumping right in man i'm in like my like you know street clothes just you know kind of and yeah it was it was crazy it was flew out there and met everybody and, um you know toward the facility and met and, yeah i mean it's crazy how many people that were there that day are still there. And, uh, you know, you think about Alan Wright, and Brad and Ted, and, um, you know, a lot of the guys. And, uh, so yeah, it was just, it, like I said, it was such a whirlwind, man. Like it was just like day after day of like, here's something new. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, all good memories, man. Yeah. Fish man. And I remember too, Hey, you know, after you got there and got going, I was, I just remember being, you know, even for, you know, the number one pick, Going from college to the NFL is obviously a transition for everybody. And, but I, I knew from day one, I still remember vividly the first time I met you, um, you, you carried yourself like a pro. Uh, and that's why you've been, you know, so successful. It's just, you, you know, we laugh about the uh, suits and stuff, but you, you know, you just, you were there to play ball and play ball well. And man, you did a hell of a job of it, brother. So uh, this is fun to reminisce on it. Yeah. <laughs> really cool stuff. Yes. Um, but let's go quickly to a break. We're going to talk about our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kansas City, the NFL Draft is here. It is Draft Week in Kansas City, and what a time it is for our city. Just winning a Super Bowl thanks to Andy Reid and company, and now hosting the NFL Draft, it's an incredible time to be in Kansas City and to be a Kansas City sports fan. And regardless of who you root for, there's only one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. Look, the players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, and everything in between. 
When I want a beer with some flavor, you know I go to the cooler and I reach for a Miller Lite. It's light on calories, not light on taste. It's the perfect beer for watching football, watching soccer, watching any Kansas City sports, and hanging out with the boys. It's my go-to. So kickoff comes around again. Enjoy the beer that tastes like the season, Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash KCSN, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Well, welcome back, everyone. All right, that was Big Fish. Now, Big Jeff, you're, you, you're day two. I mean, you were day two, right? You're day second two, round. Yeah. Hey. Day two, yeah. Talk to me about your process, man. What was it like that those, you know, that time in college where you finally, you know, you first found out like, oh, wow, I have a chance to, you know, get drafted in the NFL, get drafted high. I found out my sophomore season. So my sophomore year, we um, we faced Purdue. And at the time, Ryan Kerrigan was was ripping through the Big Ten. I mean, he was leading the country in sacks. Um, his nickname at the time was Superman. Like, he was just embarrassing people on film. And I, I remember going in that matchup um, thinking, like, I don't have a chance. I was like, this guy is just killing everyone. Um, but I got into the game. I got into a groove early on, and I got that confidence, and I felt like I could block him. I, I shut him out that game. He didn't have any statistics, no tackles, no sacks. Um, and after that game, I can remember my coach coming up to me, Ron Zook. He's like, look, listen, man, like, that was a big-time player. Um, if you continue to be consistent, you're going to have a chance to be in the National Football League. Um, and, of course, there were a lot of ups and downs, and there were a lot of learning moments throughout my college career. Um, but that moment was when I realized that I could play with anybody. Um, and after that, I played guys like Brandon Graham. Um, I remember playing Aaron Maben, and he was, he was, you know, absolutely um, killing everybody as well. And, and I had success against all those guys and gave me confidence. Man, uh, that's that's incredible because uh, what year what year was that for you? Was that so your senior year? Well, my, my senior year was in 2008. Okay, so this was the year before. This was the well, was my sophomore year. Um, so okay. that was 2010. Oh, so you um, knew right away. You, my, you knew. Yeah, I, I mean, I got that. Um, and and it, it actually drove me, man. Like, it was one of those things where I felt like um, I wanted to fulfill my potential. I didn't want to leave any stone unturned, so I did everything in my willpower to be the best player possible. I mean, coming in, I, was, I wasn't recruited very, very highly. Um, my only um, Power 5 offer was Illinois. And I was for my senior year going to a camp, uh, and the offensive line coach stood on the table for me and gave me an opportunity. I don't think anybody outside of that wanted me there at the time. Uh, he let me <laughs> seriously, like he let me know it early on. I, I graduated um, high school semester early. I went down in the spring, and I was out of shape like hell. Like, like, <laughs> like listen, how do you say, man? Listen, dude, like snacks, all type of prep. So my senior year, um, I didn't. I needed one course, so. I was going to school for one period and then going back home, playing video games, eating snacks, shooting the shit. I knew I had a scholarship um, and I knew I was graduating early. So my my strength coach at the time, University of Illinois, sent me a program. He said, hey, this is what you got to do to be ready when you come in. I read the program. I'm like, I don't know what any of this shit is. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't lift weights in high school. Like we barely had any resources. It just wasn't. It wasn't a thing. We didn't have off-season training, so I'm reading these things, and I'm, like, reporting back, like, yeah, I did the RDLs. I didn't know what RDL was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I was like, it's their job to get me in shape, whatever. <laughs> so I, I get down there mid-year. You know how it is in college. You get there in the spring, and it's winter conditioning. That's, like, the toughest time of the year in most, in most programs. And I got down there, and they kicked my butt, man. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of um, thoughtful and lonely nights. There were some things... Some <laughs> there's some there's some bad, there's some bad thoughts, man. I can remember um, going through the entire conditioning program. We got to six a.m.s. I could I couldn't make a run. You know, everybody's giving me crap about it. Um, and I could just remember saying, "Hey, wait until we put on pads. Just wait, just wait. We get to, we get to spring ball, and we put on pads, and I put my knee braces on the wrong way the first practice. Joy's <laughs> <laughs> on the back, man. man. I put him on the wrong, the wrong, the wrong way, and no one told me. Nobody fucking told me. <laughs> How does that even work? <laughs> man, no one told me. I had the left on the right and the right on the left. Oh. And I, I get to the individual, right? And we were doing indie, and I was the only person that went the entire period. 
So I was a mid-year guy, and there was another guy named Grant Posick, one of my best friends. We were two freshmen, and then the rest of the guys were older guys, mostly in our room. But I can remember vividly, I had to go over and over the entire individual period because I wasn't doing the drill right. And the whistle, the horn blew, and then we went into um, team. And that entire practice, I was with the twos and, and threes, so I'm running back-to-back reps. And I can remember after that practice, I cramped the entire night. And I called my mom, and I was like, we've put the pants on, and I don't think it's for me. <laughs> um, but no, she, 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 she told me, she gave me a talk, and she said, hey, listen, it's only going to get better from here. I didn't want to get better from here. And, um, you know, what are you going to come back to? You have a scholarship, you get an education. Um, you know, just continue to work. Keep your head down. Don't worry about it. It's going to be hard, but it's going to get better. And that's what I poured my entire career. Um, went into that summer, finally caught up with everyone with strength. I stayed the entire offseason. By the time the rest of the freshmen came in, I was up to speed. Um, kind of, I started my I started as a true freshman, and I, I got it. I guess it was from freak accidents. I was playing hard, and um, our top two tackles went down in training camp. And then our third tackle, he he did something minor, but we were down to no tackles. And you know, like, hey, we got to give you a shot, Jeff. <laughs> You got to go out there. So I went out there in, in one-on-ones and had a good rep. Coach said, do it again. I did it again. He's like, okay, you may be a tackle. You don't know if you're a guard. So from there, I spent the whole training camp with the ones and had a hell of a training camp. And we went out against Mizzou that first game. And but hey, you're going to start. And I started the entire time and never gave it back. And that was it. He's been holding on to playing tackle since. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, man. Honestly, man, I – I mean, that was my natural position, man. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. I didn't look like fishing. You know, I couldn't believe when Jeff, what was that, like uh, my second, third year or something, you were playing yeah. like tackle football. Yeah, man. That's what I did. Yeah. 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 I, I, was a, I was a natural tackle. It was just, I didn't look like the number one overall pick like this year. You know, my coach used to tell me, he said, hey, you got a BMW. I'm like, well, what is that? You know, I have a BMW. He's like, body made wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was like, man, that's a hell of an acronym. But, you know, I, I wore that shit on my chest, man. I went out there. Hell, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care how you think I look. I'm going to kick look, you down. Yeah, I'm going to own a cookie company. I'm going to take over the million. I'm going to take over the cookie world, man. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sponsor a show. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Check them out, cookiesociety.com. Yeah. Um, Big Fish, was it was it uh, a similar process for you coming out of high school? Did you, were you heavily recruited, or was it you know? Did you what did that look? You like? You know, it, it's just it's just funny. Like listening to Jeff, I feel like every every person who goes on and has an NFL career has a story similar. It's like you know, you go through you know going to the one day camps, and yeah, it, I wish I had a Power Five uh, team interested in me. Um, I had an offer from Central Michigan, and Eastern Michigan. Think I made the right choice. Andrew Wiley might disagree, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man. And then it's like you know these coaches are in your house kissing your butt, and then you get to campus, and it's like, wait, who who are you? This <laughs> is grinding you, man. And uh, you know it's just such a, a learning experience that you know freshman year, and um, yeah, man. I, I really think every guy's got like a story like Jeff's of uh, the, the growing pains, and uh, you know. You sit in your dorm room asking yourself what you're doing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, but uh, it it all, you know, works out in the end, pays off. And, uh, yeah, and you look back on it, you know, here, here we are so many years later, and it's like you, you look back on it, it's like, man, I went, I'm glad I went through that and learned all I did. Mm, yeah, mm, no doubt, no question. Um, Big Jeff, I want, so let's fast forward now, senior year, you get finished up. Um what does the process look like going into the draft? You know, do you yeah. go to bowl games, pro days, all that stuff? Come yeah, about yeah, I came out my senior year, so I had the opportunity to, you know, play in the senior bowl. Um, but it was by chance. Um, I had a third to fifth round grade on me coming out. I got invited to the East-West Shrine game. Um, I made the decision not to play in that game because me and my agent had a conversation. Um, if I went there and, and dominated, it was what I was supposed to do. If I didn't have a good day. And it could potentially hurt me. Um, and the only game that could give me any upside was a senior bowl. So I, I waited. Um, I got a call. I was down at IMG Academy training for um, the combine in my pro day, hoping to get a call from the senior bowl. 
Um, an office of mine went down the first day and they gave me a call and I went down there, had a really good showing. Um, a lot of teams like what I was doing at center and guard, I didn't get the opportunity to play tackle. They were like, you're going to be an interior guy. Um, but I had a good showing. You know? That ultimately gave me an opportunity to take that momentum to the combine. Had a good day there, met with a bunch of teams. Did not talk to the Chiefs at all. Not one time. Didn't even see them at my pro day. Don't remember meeting with them at the combine. Um, we get to draft day. Um, obviously, I get picked in the first round. I didn't expect that to happen. Um, but I thought I was going to get picked by the Cowboys. Um, they ended up trading that second round pick. They actually verbally told me they were going to pick me, but they traded up into the first round and, and traded their second round pick. So I knew that was off the table. After that, I wasn't sure. I, no one told me they were going to draft me beside them. Um, went into the second round, and I got a call right at the first pick of the second round, and I thought it was going to be Miami, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, Miami's had the number one pick in the first round. I was like, I'm going to Miami. This is dope. South Beach. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be awesome. My, <laughs> I'm going to be out on the beach laid out. This <laughs> and um, it was an 816 area code. Miami's 305. That was 816. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I pick up the phone, and it's um, – at the time, I forget his name, but it was the running backs coach. Um, and um, he's like, hey, this is such and such from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if you make it to the 44th pick, we're going to draft you. I'm like, we're at pick 33 right now. <laughs> well, there's you guys so much confidence. So I'm gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. BMW, baby. Yeah. BMW. <laughs> then they hand the phone. They hand the phone over to um, Romero Crunel, um, Scott Pioli, who was the GM at the time who drafted me. And they gave me the quick spill, and then I talked to the media there. Um, and after that, I, I hung up the phone, and it was real. Everything sank in. And, I, and my first thought, honestly, was I was like, man, I made the NFL. But now I was like, what the hell is in Kansas City? <laughs> I'm like, I knew, not in a negative way by any means. I was like, what is in Kansas City? The only thing that I knew about Kansas City was like from Wizard of Oz, Yellow Brick Loads. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to this really country place that there's nothing there. Um, but honestly, it was the best thing that could happen to me. It's one of my favorite places. Um, it's our second home. Like honestly, we would have stayed there um, if we didn't make our way back to Texas during free agency that first time. Um, but it, it's a great place, great people, a lot of good memories. And wouldn't trade it for anything. And when you first got in the locker room, brother, what was that like? When you first got on scene, ready to roll, <laughs> it, it was it was awesome. So I, I got in there. Um, you remember Donald Stevenson, both of you guys. Yeah. That, that was my roommate when we first came in, um, and we were staying in the hotels, and, you know, we are getting caught up to speed. We are both old linemen, so we were studying one another. Um, neither one of us started right off the bat. Um, I got my opportunity because of injury. Um, um, Rodney Hudson got hurt um, during the Saints game. I believe it was like the third week. And uh, Ryan Lilja had to move in the center, and I was the next up, the guard. And I, I had a great game. Like, I dominated it's so great. I was playing Cedric Ellis. He was a huge name. He was All-American at USC. Um, and I kicked his ass, and I felt really good about it. I was like, man, I could play in this league, man. This is, yeah. it's easy, you know? That first, my first play was like a – seriously, it was, a, it was an outside zone. Um, Jamal went right off of me for 70 yards, touchdown, and his head off the goalpost. I was like, oh, man, this, I got this. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, very next week, we're, we're playing San Diego, and I'm playing against my former roommate, Corey Legit. Um, and Kansas City, we go and lunch the day before. We hang out a little bit, um, you know, shooting the crap, my friend, right? And then we get into the game, and he kicks, he kicks my ass. <laughs> he kicks my ass, and then we play the Raiders the next week. Same thing, Richard Seymour. I know he's on the back end of his career, but same thing, Tom Thomas Kelly. He's, he's a average, avatar-looking dudes. Um, he's gave me a tough time, so I hit a rough patch for about maybe four or five weeks, and it wasn't like terrible games, but there was always like one or two really critical plays where it was like, you knew I fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was him, Mike, I'm talking. So, so I was getting, I was getting it from every angle. And, um, I mean, that social media was just hitting the scene. Man. I, I was stupid enough to be on it. And, oh, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I, I was stupid enough to be on it. And I'm like, man, they're actually killing me in here. I got to get better. But, um, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade any of it. Like all of my failures, have shaped me into the man that I'm in today, the husband, the father, like all those hard things. And, and Fish kind of alluded to earlier with college, like all of those moments, that's what shapes you. Like if everything yeah. was easy, then you're not doing anything worth a shit, right? That's you're right. not, you're not growing, you're not getting any better. So 
I was happy to go through it now that I look back in it. But while I was going through it, boy, it, it was really tough. But um, it, it made me a better football player. And fast forward to that second year, that's when I got a lot better. Oh, I remember that because that was my year yeah. I got there. Yeah, thinking about it from as a, as a parent, just a sort of tangent real quick, like that's the hardest thing I have to deal with with my kids because like I same idea like I, I with my stories, like I know how important it is to go through that suffering, the trials, all those things. Uh, and and I, I see now as a parent, the conversation that your mom had with you, how mm -hmm. difficult that is, because yeah. you just want to take that stuff away from them. You know what I mean? Like you just want to. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, if I just take everything out of the picture and make it just easy, they'll, they won't be able to make it in the real world. You know what I mean? So just as a parent, I'm like, wow, that, how important that is to to raise them up that way. Um, but that's a tangent. We're going to take a quick break. One more quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And welcome back, everyone. Big Fish, before we move on to my story, which is not nearly as cool as your guys, um, what was your first year like? Because, you know, Jeff sort of took us through his first year. What, did you have those the sort of ups and downs? Or uh, what, what was your first season of the NFL like? I know a lot of yeah, people. Uh, yeah, you know, you go back to Jeff's question, you know, about the money and all that. It's just like, to whom much is given, much is expected. And yeah. coming out of a small school and, you know, I – you know, I rarely, you know, once a year, basically, have that one big game against a big time team or something, and then, you know, going to training camp, and here's Justin Houston in his like prime prime, and <laughs> I, I know it's twenty three stack year, man, and when I'm going from left tackle to right tackle, and you know, had some like injuries in training camp, but like you know, first overall pick, you got to battle through all that stuff and just keep going. Um, yeah, man, there was definitely some growing pains. Um, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But uh, you know, again, those those mistakes you make, man, you learn from and you grow. And you either they either break you or they build you, man. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't gonna get broke, and you know, Jeff was there. Jeff, you know, Jeff was an instant friend, man, in KC, and you know, through training camp, and it was just, you know, it's it's such an eye opening experience because you know you think college training camps are tough, and it's just there's there's no comparison, especially with an Andy Reid. Especially mm -hmm. back, I mean, you got, you got, <laughs> oh man, that gun. Uh, but yeah, man, I, it, it was a grind, man. And that, that Missouri heat, like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm from Michigan. I, we always had like nice, cool fall. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man. Um, but yeah, and then you just go through the season and it's just crazy to think about, you know, you look back at my time in Kansas City, first overall pick, never had a lose it, like, you know, and then I, you know, I played two more years. Uh, other places but you know I, i've never had a losing season which is just like unbelievable but then my time in kansas city i had one o-line coach one head coach you know two two gms but like i mean that is so rare to like have that core in like so like it, like my time in kc is like so memorable because it wasn't full of like change and drama and you know like you see you know how other places are and you like i realized how what a blessing it was to be under andy reed and um i mean he's just like, he's just by far like the real deal man right yeah and um you know and, i mean he was he was on me man it, it, i mean he he is 
such an awesome coach, such an awesome man. And I mean, he, he was riding me, um, my, my rookie year, man, <laughs> it was tough, man, because like there were, there was nowhere to go. Like, it's like you are succeeding. I don't care. Like no matter what, like, I don't care what it takes, what you got to go through, you know, how, how bad it's got to be, but like, you're going to succeed. And you know, it's just like, you know, again, we, we just keep talking about it, man. Looking back on it, it's like, man, it's awesome to like, you know, be built as a man like that. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty wild. That's so cool. That is so cool, Fish. Yeah, and you know, we've talked about it before, Jeff. The sort of and to your point, Fish, the the uh, the way that they Andy Reid and them have kept that locker room together. You know, there was a point where there was a lot of changeover, but I remember coming down to visit you guys when you came to play New England, uh, and you stayed in Rhode Island. This was like three years after I retired, and mm-hmm. basically the team was the same. You know, yeah. not the same guys, all the same coaches, the same staff, like. That's how you get it done in the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's one of the things that gets it done. I, I was always so impressed by that. Uh, but, yeah, that's great, yeah. Big, big Fish. That's awesome, man. My, like, just quickly on my story, totally different than you guys in the sense that um, I uh, I was recruited by virtually no one coming out of high school. I mean, so you actually, similarly, was it, Jeff, did you say that you, somebody, oh, no, Fish, somebody saw you at a camp? At yeah. high school, or is that? Oh, yeah. So somebody. I, mean, I think that I think that everybody. Yeah, same, yeah. same with me. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I remember it was at Eastern Michigan. They were just like, I was in like the last. I had never played a line before. I'm teaching myself, and they're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean that was it. I I went to a camp in high school, and um, uh, University of Maine coach was there, and saw me and and liked it. You know, liked how I was playing, and they offered me. They were the only team that offered me, and they offered me a thousand dollars to come. You know, be a part of UMaine. You know, and so it was like basically walking on there. Um, and I was I was always slow, slower to develop. Football wasn't natural. The one thing that helped me throughout my entire career was I was you know I was just strong. You know, my my dad was a professional bodybuilder, yeah. uh, weightlifter, and so like I was lifting weights from the time I was twelve. In fact, when I look at my life, if I can go back till the time I was 12 till now, there were two seasons where I had to miss two weeks of lifting weights. One when I tore my shoulder and another time when I um, had meningitis. Other than that, there hasn't been a week since I've been 12 that I haven't been lifting weights regularly uh, that I missed. And so like that was my secret weapon. And so in college, I was able even though I didn't have the talent, I was able to sort of separate myself because I just was just stronger than everybody. Um, and that took me till about my junior year. My junior year, I finished, uh, I began, I started, I finished all comp. And just like you guys, the agent started to call and things like that. And, uh, but still, nobody really seriously interested. Just sort of like, hey, you know, you're on our radar a little bit, whatever. Um, and then I, very fortunate, went into my senior year, I had a good senior year. Uh, but that team that I was on, we had one of the best defenses in FCS history. I mean, we allowed, I think it was uh, nine yards rushing per game. Like that was the average per game. Uh, something like 11 points per game. I was It was one of the best defenses in FCS history, but at least when I came out. And uh, so we had a lot of good players on the team especially on that defense. And we had a safety who was projected to get drafted in the third and fourth round. And so at my pro day and at the, um, you know, just leading up to the pro day, a lot of NFL teams were coming to practices, coming to the games, agents coming up there because everybody was looking at him. And so because of that, I was able to get a little bit of, uh, you know, they were able to see me a little bit because uh, all those, you know, all those teams up there seeing him. And I actually was able to get my agent because the guy who the, he was recruiting, the, the, the player who was really good, he did he went with somebody else. And so my agent was like, well, we have a spot. Why don't you come over with us? You know what I mean? It's like that was basically the uh, the deal. Um, but I had, didn't talk to any teams. The only team that called me prior to the draft was the Jets to say, hey, you're, you know, we, we have some interest in you. Um, and then leading up to the – Leading up to the uh, draft, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect to get drafted. I mean, I watched the draft, but I didn't really expect to get drafted. Um, and then getting into the seventh round, teams started calling. So this was like, for me, 
could really becoming a possibility. It didn't happen until the seventh round of the 2007 NFL draft. Um, uh, the Chargers were calling. The Ravens started calling. Uh, uh, the Jets called. I was like, wow, you know, I might like there's there actually is going to be some opportunity here. And draft is over. All those teams are trying to sign me as an undrafted free agent. And my agent had some sort of algorithm or something that took into account, you know, who was on the roster, what their salaries were like, how long they were playing in the league. Are they injury prone? You know, all these different things that went into the current state of the Jets roster and all these various other teams. And my agent was like, look, the Jets are the best place for you to go if you're going to make the team. Like, this is the opportune spot. And what was interesting about that is, like, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. My family's from New York, and we grew up Jets fans. I mean, I've been, I was rooting for the Jets my whole life. Um, and so it was like, wow, this is going to be my first opportunity in New York. And um, so he said, yeah, let's go. Let's sign it. And I just remember being amazed, like calling my family saying, hey, you know, I signed with the Jets. Now, I didn't know how long it was going to last. Uh, you know, we went to the rookie mini camp, and my buddy who was on the team when we were in Maine also signed with the Jets. He was an All-American, and he got cut after the first day of rookie minicamp. So I was like, damn, I'm not going to – I mean, he was a hell of a lot better than I am. Uh, I'm not going to be here for long. Um, but I just kept – you know, I just kept doing – like you guys said, working, grinding, you know, used to that coming from high school, having to make a name for myself, college having to make my name for myself, and just sort of putting my head down and getting after it. And, um, you know, I, I carved out a spot and, uh, we had four draft picks that year. The Jets had four draft picks. The first pick that year was Revis. Uh, David Harris was the second pick and then two other guys. And then, uh, I was the only undrafted free agent to make the active roster, uh, week one. Um, and I got, again, very lucky because, and very fortunate because Eric Mangini, who was the coach at the time, really put a precedence on hard work. It's like I knew, again, I knew I didn't have the talent, but I was like, I'm just going to outwork everybody. I'm going to be the first person in line. I'm going to be, the, I'm getting after it in the weight room. I'm going to go out early. And so I remember him having a conversation like, look, we don't think you're, you know, totally ready yet. You probably shouldn't have made this team, but like you outworked everybody. So we're going to give you a shot. And, you know, that, that got me onto the active roster. And I remember, you know, and I've told this story before, Jeff, but in high school, I went to a small school and we didn't have the names on the back of our jerseys, you know what I mean? And then I get to college, same thing, smaller FCS school, didn't have the names on our jerseys. But then I got to the NFL, I remember my first preseason game, going into that locker room and seeing DeVito on the back of a Jets jersey, right? The team I grew up rooting for. And I was just like, man, I can't believe this. And then I get to run out in Jets Stadium in front of, you know, 500 crazy Italian family members yelling my name, you know what I mean, with that name on the back of my jersey, just being like, I can't believe this. But um, – you know, that work ethic and that struggle and all the stuff that, you know, it's interesting hearing your stories because even though we covered the spectrum of sort of, uh, you know, where we came from and where we got drafted and things like that, that that core element of like the hard work, the perseverance, the head down and grinding, like it was, it's totally uh, present in all of our stories. And I think one reason that allowed me to play nine years in the league um, and, and a reason that allowed you guys to play, you know, how many guys got drafted in the first round, second round that didn't make it two years? Yeah. You know, you guys are pro bowlers, Super Bowl champions, decade in the NFL. Um, you know, the thing that I think is unique that allowed all of us to do that, regardless of our, you know, where we started, was that sort of we're going to get after it. We're going to grind. And uh, yeah. uh, that's why it's easy to call you guys brothers, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like I think that's what I think that's what make the locker room such a special place. And I mean, not everyone gets to experience the locker room, but like we we talk about it all the time. It's like here we are, just fifty three guys. However, when you get sixty guys from like like polar opposites walk up walks of life, and and it is the strength, the strangest like harmonious thing that right. works. And and it just I mean it. Because we've all experienced the adversity, we've overcome the adversity, and we just kept going. You're right. Like it just, right. I think that's the coolest thing about the locker room, man. And there ain't nowhere else like it. No, nope, nope. It's the thing I hands down miss the most about the NFL, and it's so cliche, but <laughs> what I what I wouldn't do to give back to go back and be a part of that locker room. 
Would you get to another training camp? I told I would. <laughs> if I if that means that I could go in that locker room, uh, you two guys. Uh, yeah, I would. I would too. I would too. In a second, you just can't cultivate those relationships outside of there. They just. Well, well, I won't go off on that tangent. Big fish, forty-five minutes, brother. Thank you so much for your time, man. Your insight. Uh, I love you, brother. So grateful you came on. And, uh, thank you, brother. Thank I know it'd be hard to get you back on again, but I'm gonna try. But thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so yeah, much. Man, I appreciate oh, you. Get this is this is it, man. This is the last time we're here for fifty <laughs> ever again. <laughs> thank you, man. Hey, I bought I bought new suits. Maybe I'll come on again. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. Big Jeff, thank you, brother. Great to be back at it. Love you, bro. Chiefs Kingdom, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you again soon with another episode of One on One. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.